The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. And good morning. Andy's taking another uh, Saturday, I was almost said Sunday, another Saturday off. But in his stead is our friend Luke Panic, who is, uh, you're in luck today. Not only is Luke in luck, but we're in luck even more so because he's the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction. If you're anxious, like some folks I know, about getting out on your deck or maybe getting a new one built uh, or maybe a porch, something in addition to your home, we're going to talk about that with, uh, with Luke. Good to see you, Luke. Good to see you. Still, like most of us, wearing layers. Yes. On this multiple spring, layers today. On this spring, this spring day. Uh, what's the story on uh, you and Lindis and uh, construction underway? Probably not yet with uh, decks, or have you started something? We've been working on them all winter. No kidding. Absolutely. What can you do during the winter or the spring, depending on well, like this weather? Take your antidepressants and uh, uh, go, go to go to work with shorter days, uh, mm-hmm. a little later starts, and. You know, if the temperatures are, you know, reasonable, we have very productive days. The only thing that really slows us down is if a deck needs brand new footings in the ground, then, you know, it, it can be a challenge. But we're even thawing the ground out where we oh, need to are. put the footing. So uh, it's it, it requires patience, and it, projects go slower, but uh, we're, we're plugging away at them. We've got sort of a, such a backlog that we've got we've to keep plugging away. Are you using uh, normal, quote, normal uh, footings? Are you using more of things like the diamond pier uh, setup or what? We use more diamond piers than anything. Uh, Once in a while, a helical pier uh, and rarely a concrete pier. but Rarely? uh, rarely. Okay. Times have changed. Yeah, they have. Well, let me invite our listeners, if you have a deck, especially today since Luke is in studio, if you have a, a decking type of question or a porch kind of question, now is your chance. Uh, phone it in or text it in, 651-989-9226, or send a text, 81807. I remember when you and I were chatting. I don't remember. Maybe it was three years ago. I was asking you. It was during the winter. Now, uh, Luke, uh, do you shovel the snow off your deck? You said, no. <laughs> I don't. Is that still hold true? Boy, I wish I, I, wish I had been. Um, yeah. I have a, my new house has a metal roof. So you all done with that house now? I'm done. Okay. 90, not, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> 99%. Oh, okay. There's a few pieces yes. of base that need to get yes. put up, you know, in the, in the corners of the house, but almost done. The, the the snow on a metal roof slides off. Oh, yeah. Okay. And and you hear it. You hear this thunderous ploosh. Well, I built my deck last uh, fall, and, and the deck is built, and now... It's created a landing spot for the snow, uh-huh. and you can literally look out my kitchen window and look into a snowbank. It keeps falling. Yeah, it doesn't stay on that metal roof. It's yeah. created an inside corner, and so every once in a while when the dogs are running out there, they'll run up on top of the snow mountain, and they're looking into the kitchen through the kitchen window. So it's pretty funny. But you know what? It, it really doesn't hurt a deck, uh, even with a six-foot-high snow pile on it. 
decks are designed. We build them to hold up to a snow load, and that's what snow load is. And, and so it, it isn't a problem. I wish I would have stayed on top of it because it, it just doesn't look right. But <laughs> Well, especially when you keep getting snow. Yeah. Uh, the, and this is the first year I mentioned your name at, uh, not in vain, by the way, at, oh, good. at home about, I said, Luke told me years ago he didn't shovel his, so I'm not going to do that. I did not shovel at all this winter. Okay. And I just, I wait for it to melt, and it does, and then it snows again, and yeah. that melts. So by this week, we should probably see the entire deck, I Hopefully. would think. Hopefully. But it, like you said, it doesn't, you suggest, it doesn't really hurt it at all. No. It, you know, that if, you, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right away after it snows, because if you let it pile up, and then it, yeah. gets, and then it warms, and it gets hard, and then it gets cold, oh, now, you've got, now you need a rock hammer. To, it's true. You, it's, it's tough, and you want to keep uh, the salts and stuff off your deck. That's true. Can, so. So I assume you have a maintenance, a low, a maintenance, a low maintenance deck. Uh, I do. Yeah. Um, I used uh, a lower maintenance deck, but not a synthetic deck. Um, oh, really? Uh, correct. Um, I used uh, a wood uh, called kiln dried treated pine. Huh. And you're giving me this look on your face no, like you're going to collapse. No, not at all. And it's true. And, and the reason is, is that the, I have a, a wraparound deck. So there's a lot of decking surface, and I decided to use a natural wood. Now I have a synthetic railing, uh, but I use a kiln-dried treated pine because it's something that I've talked about, and I wanted to use it myself because I advise it to a lot of people that where the, the your synthetics are cost prohibitive. And um, when you have a huge deck, if it's a big area where m- the landscape of my house demanded that, and it just it it became cost prohibitive. You know, you spent especially with a new house. You know, you, you you're yeah. going through that selection process, and holy buckets, we ended up with the nice countertops. And we and pretty soon, guess what? The last thing is to do it's the deck, and you run out of money. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. So a lot of times we look for ways to save people money, and we use a kiln dried treated product. So it is a deck that it will weather, and 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 the sun will you do its UV rays and turn it gray. Um, you do you do the stain and prep it just like you would uh, never a cedar. It. You don't touch it. it. I haven't wow. touched it. I like now, that deck. I will clean it. Okay. okay. So the pollens and the molds and stuff will still grow. So you, you would use like a, di- a brightener conditioner on yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now I haven't had to yet. It still right. looks like spray. Well, it's yeah, it's new. But the kiln dried treated product is a product that will not rot. It will not decay like your cedar deck. If you oh, have your yes. cedar deck and you ignore it. And you don't put that penifin on or your whatever product to preserve it from decaying. It's it's naturally a little rot resistant, but cedar will rot in ten years easy. This will not. So, um, if you're okay with the patinaed look of a weathered gray deck, you don't have to do anything other than clean it. Pretty neat. Yeah. I've never asked you that before. I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to get a phone call in here before we take a break. Luke Panic is in. If you have a deck, uh, kind of a question, this is perfect for you. A deck and port specialist, that's what we call him because that's what he is at Linda's Construction. But I want to get Tom's question uh, asked, at least posed. Tom uh, from Dayton, what is your question for Luke? Well, can I talk about doors? You go ahead. Sure. I have a, my front entry is a four-door system where I have two aluminum store doors in front and uh, the other two doors are steel-clad doors. I just want to replace without going to a pre-hung system. I would just like to replace the two steel-clad inner doors. Is that possible without going to a pre-hung system? Yes, um, the, it's tricky. Uh, the you want to find 
and replace it with the exact same manufacturer that the, is the door that you have. So if you can determine that and you can get the same manufacturer, same size, that is entirely possible. Do you know the door manufacturer? Uh, the house was. The what? I said the house was built in 76. I haven't found the door manufacturing name. That's the challenge uh, because it, the everything's got to match perfectly for it to open and close and function properly. I understand the, that. The uh, the thickness of the door is important. The All of the, the bottom, the the sweep that's on the bottom of the door, all that is is very important. So uh, you could certainly try to do that. The, the better job you do of, of scoping out the, the measurements to match what you've got is going to determine how much success you have. Is that to help you, Tom? That or are other companies that are done on the show capable of doing this? Oh yeah, we do. We, we we do we do a lot of doors. Now we typically replace the whole frame and the as a pre-hung unit because, of course, we we know for sure everything's going to fit and work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you spend more time and money trying to get something to retro work than you do if you just get a new door and put it in. But uh, it can be done. Some doors have a wood heel to them or a, a sleeve so that you're more forgiving with the hinges and the location of them. Uh, all steel doors, which is what we recommend, are not as forgiving. The location of the holes and everything are more critical. So it depends on the situation, but it's something we could certainly take a look at for you. All right, Tom. We have to head to a break. Thanks for the call. Alice, you'll be next. 651-989-9226 for your home improvement question. As I said, if you want to zero in on a question about decks, or porches, that'd be great. Luke Panic from Lindis is in today helping us out. Again, 651-989-9226. Text, and we'll get to those two eight one eight zero seven. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday by our friends at Lindis Construction. We have the Lindis Deck and Porch Specialist with us today in the form of Luke Panic. We're just talking about the decking off-air, uh, thinking about choices and... Uh, and I know you have questions, too. I can see it in the text screen and callers as well. If you have a question, six, there's one line open, 651-989-9226. Call it in now or send Luke a text at 81807. Back to the phones, Luke. Let's do it. Okay. Alice is calling from Lindstrom. Alice, good morning. Good morning, Luke and Denny. Will it hurt a treated wood deck if it's sprinkled with ice bite? Okay. Ice now I don't know that I understand the term ice bite. Well, it's a uh, it's a sodium product. Pardon? It's a sodium product. Yes. Oh, it's a it's a okay. Um, you sprinkle it; it's little granules like to. Um, <laughs> oh, it's the fr- it's the thaw the ice. It's a brand name of yes, salt yes. to okay so. Yes. No, that's not gonna. That's not gonna hurt. A t- you have treated. You have treated pine deck. Um, I'm not sure if it's pine or not, but it is treated. Okay, so no, uh, you can to make the deck safe. Absolutely, you can put that on there. Now, uh, I, once it's uh, all uh, in the spring here, when it warms up, would I rinse it off? Yeah, I would clean it off. But uh, no, I, that's not gonna hurt your deck. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, you bet. Okay, Alice, thank you for the call. And Alice leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Yeah, I, was, I remember years ago well, being very careful about concrete now. 
yes. with that stuff. And making sure that, that if I could get mag, magnesium chloride, that's safer, they tell me. Okay. Yeah, salt is tough on oh, roads, yeah. as we've learned, oh, as, yeah. as the rumor has it in Minnesota. And we know what the salt does to our cars and concrete for sure. Yeah. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a big deal with, it, with wood as long as you rinse it off in the spring, I guess. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Joe is calling from uh, Golden Valley, I believe. Hi, Joe. Uh, good Hi, morning. Good morning. We had a new deck built last year out of cedar. It was untreated. And the recommendation was that we wait a year before we treat it. So my question becomes, of course, do we treat it once the thaw comes, whenever that comes? And what would be the best product to use to treat it with? Well, um, what's more important than the product you use is how often you use it. Uh, it's kind of like toothpaste. Uh, there, there are several, some are better than others. Um, it kind of depends on how much color you want to put into the deck and how transparent you want the color to be. Um, Denny's used, uh, Penifin. Penifin, uh, yeah. It's been four years, you just said. I just asked you. It's been yeah. four years. Doesn't look great anymore. No, but it's, it's, it needs but it's another not, coating. It needs another coat, but it hasn't peeled or flaked that's or anything. Correct. And that's yep. kind of what we talk about. I like the product Penifin because of its ability to absorb and not be a real surface uh, peel-off, exactly. nail polish type product. So the continuing coating uh, with Penafin seems to be easier to use and maintain than other products that I hear about and have seen use. So I would recommend that, but you can go to your Sherwin-Williams or your Hirschfields or any of your quality stores and, and get their advice as well. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I, uh, like you said, we were talking off-air about that. I definitely missed last last year. Yeah. I'm guilty. You're guilty as uh, predicted. Yes, but we'll take care of it this, if it ever turns into summer. But you don't have to rent that uh, mechanical bull again and sand that thing, do you? That's true. You know, I could see sanding it again, but then that's me. Yeah. I won't be doing it. No. But but I'm going to see just with another application. Like you said, Penifin doesn't need, you know, bright new conditioner. Let it dry. Really let it dry. Yep. And then have a lot of rags handy. That's right. Because, Wipe off the excess stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's a good product. Good luck, Joe. And people will say, how do you spell it? I'll spell it. P- you spell it. P-E-N-O-F-I-N. Penofin. And Ace Hardware. A lot of Ace Hardware yeah, stores. Yeah, that's have. where I found it. Right? Yeah. Is that where you found Absolutely. It? All right, I tell you what. We need to take a break. Okay. But we have, Luke, another half hour of the show to go, so stand by. 651-989-9226. Luke Panic, if you're just joining us, the deck and port specialist with Lindis Construction is uh, is in studio. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented by Linda's Construction. Luke Panic is in the deck and port specialist with Linda's. And you and I were talking, Luke, about uh, what's going on this weekend. And that's the Home and Garden Show. This is the final weekend yes. at the convention center. Are you going to be there? I am going to be there. You are. I'm going to spend some time there today from uh, from 2 to 6. And uh, so anybody wants to come over and talk decks, I'll be down there. Oh, that's great. We can chew the fat and talk strategy. That sounds good. At the again, the convention center. This is the final week. It was two consecutive weekends, and uh, yes. Luke's going to be there today. From what till six? From two to six. Two to yeah. six. All right. Very good. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is our phone number for any kind of a home improvement question you may have for Luke, or uh, send a text eight one eight zero seven. Let's see. Do do do. Okay, where is this paint? Oh, here's here's one that it's about a kitchen, but maybe. Uh, I'm sure uh, Linda's going to help him out. Uh, they, the texter says, painted dark brown kitchen cabinets years ago. 
and they are the true definition of shabby chic. Shabby chic. I need to redo them. What's the best primer to slow down chips in the paint? Um, they're questioning a, a product by Zinzer. Sure. Um, which is, what if that's the same product? I know they have a, an acrylic version, but I know they also, like Ben's, a white pigmented shellac. That's right. That stinks, but it really works. Well, it does. And I, I'm old school in that I still believe that Elkid or oil-based yeah, primers are you. the best, the I'm way that you. they adhere and grip. But yep. um, surface prep trumps everything. Yep. Getting that loose paint off and doing a nice job of sanding and getting a surface that has a little bit of abrasiveness to it, uh, acrylic primers can work well, too. But I, I, I think for stain blocking, especially if you're going to change color, that Oil-based primers are still the best, but a lot of paint stores argue with me. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, good. There is a booth, Texter says, at the home show that is selling tile decking. Yeah. I think you put it over the wood. Is that okay for our climate? Well, uh, I think— I mean, is it real tile? Well, I they're like—the ones I've seen are like a—you put down a tray system, like a plastic— Kind of oh, composite okay. tray system, and then you set the tiles I in see. the tray or the rack. Uh, and you know, I don't have a ton of experience or seen how they work. I'm sure, like anything, if it's installed correctly and the how strong and sturdy the base is underneath it is what is critical. Yeah. But why wouldn't a natural stone work great? Um, a slate tile or something uh, that could be great for outside. Um, Different, you know, what I envision is all these cracks and grooves that would fill up with gunk yeah. and debris and yeah. be difficult to clean. But um, I don't know. I mean, we we've we've done before. We've done stamped concrete over decks where we pour. Actually, yeah. we put a treated plywood deck. We put a, an underlayment, and then we pour a two and a half inch thick slab. So you have a concrete deck uh, elevated off the ground. That's that's done, and that's great because it doesn't have all the joints and cracks. Okay, uh, I've seen that before, but. I have. I'm not too familiar. I know Azek makes a paver system that it's a. They use the recycled tires. Like oh, I've seen up. that. Yes, years they make, ago. They make a paver out of that instead of a concrete paver. It's a rubber paver that you can use on decks also. Hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing that several years ago. In fact, it was at the Home and Garden Show was it? when I saw okay. that. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's see. How do you Texas says remove old deck screws the easy way? Uh. Call somebody. Call your father. <laughs> have him come over with his sawzall. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, when we see decks that people want to resurface, remove the decking, and there's old screws in there, I cringe because what happens when you stick the the screwdriver in there, the drill? It, what, when you start to spin that head off, it wants to break the head off oh, the yeah. screw. So um, typically, we don't redeck decks like that. The, it, the time it takes to harvest the decking off to salvage the joist is too expensive in time and labor to make it worthwhile. So get rid of everything. Take it all off oh, yeah. and put up new joists. The joists are the least expensive components of the deck, so you're not saving enough money to make it worthwhile. Certainly, if you're hiring a company to do it, if you're doing it yourself and you want to spend the time out there, you can save some money. But Really, the decks, a lot of times the screws just pull through the boards and you got to cut them off with a sawzall flush to the top of the joist. They don't want to come out easily. Nails, on the other hand, they pull out. Yeah. It's a much easier job. They want to come out on their own. That's why you walk on a nail deck and you see the little heads stick (laughs) it up. That's true. So they they, want to get out of there. But the uh, screws, it's really, really tough, unless it's within a couple of years old. 
Texter says this, Luke, uh, we would like to have someone come in, uh, frame a front porch off our existing roof, and then we would finish it off. Does Linda's Construction do that? Uh, not usually. Um, usually we want to do the project from start to finish. Okay. Um, but we could certainly take a, a look at it and consider it, you know, depending on what they're talking about. A lot of times, uh, we've certainly done rooms where we've framed up rooms and people want to do their own sheetrock or their own knotty pine on them. Uh, so that happens so, once in a while. Yeah, to, to some extent. Uh, but we just have to take a look at what all you're asking us to do. Makes sense. 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the number again. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jerry in St. Paul has been uh, waiting on the line. Jerry, what's your question for Luke? Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Uh, Luke, my question is, when Linda builds a deck, whether it's one foot off the ground or eight feet off the ground and it's attached to the house, do you always have to put in footings? And then also, could you just tell us why you use Diamond Pier more than uh, like a concrete footing? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Sure, Jerry. That's a great question. Uh, A lot of times there's this thinking that if the deck is lower to the ground that we don't have to put it on footings. Well, what determines if it needs footings or not is if you're going to attach it to the house. If you attach it to the house with legs or a ledger board, your house is frost protected. Your house doesn't move or shouldn't move much. Um, so the deck also has to be frost protected, so it has to have footing. So that's what the, the height off the ground doesn't matter. If you're going to screw it to the wall of your house, it has to have frost footings. Many times we go out to homes that people want to put a deck that's only six inches off the ground. A lot of times it's just smarter to pour concrete than it is to build a deck that close to the ground um, because of it, it's cheaper um, and Concrete's even easier to take care of than a deck. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of times concrete makes sense when it's real close to the ground. To answer the question about the diamond piers, the reason we use them, number one, is that we feel it's a better footing than a traditional concrete pier. It handles our freeze and thaw better than a regular concrete pier. It handles moisture-ridden uh, soils like clays, silts, and loomis in the swampy areas that have ex- extreme expansion and contraction in the soils, the diamond piers work the best. The other benefit is that they install easier, faster. They're less destructive to the soil. We don't have to take out a cylinder of soil four four feet deep and uh, 12 inches in diameter. So those are the two main reasons that we use the diamond piers most often. All right. Good question. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Getting back to the tech screen, where does one, this is in reference to what you and I were talking about when we first started the show. Where does one get kiln-dried treated pine that you used on your deck? You can find that at your smaller lumber yards. They're going to, some of them will inventory it. We get it at Arrow, a building center out of River Falls. They stock that for us. Um, We're even using kiln-dried treated joists, which is really unique. Uh, a lot of uh, one of the downsides to treated lumber is that it it, it it shrinks after it's all swelled up from the treating process and it gets kept indoors and then you frame this deck up out of this wet lumber and then six months later it's all shrunk and, and, and the deck shrinks. Even the joists shrink. They shrink in length, they shrink in width. And so now we're starting to use kiln-dried framing lumber as well as decking from time to that. time. So uh, just because it ends up with a better better product, more stable, less cra- 
the less cracking. I get a lot of calls to people's homes where their six by six posts that are holding the deck have a big yeah. split crack in it, and they're worried that the that it's in trouble. And and that's completely normal because the treated wood has done its shrinking and the moisture has left it so it cracks as it dries out. It's perfectly stable and sound. It just has this big crack in it, so people get nervous. Yeah, the kiln dried stuff doesn't crack as much. It's like buying a a, a pre shrunk cotton t shirt. It's it's been it's been dried in a controlled environment gradually with uh, kilns so that it's more stable. Uh, and so we're using it more and more. And in your smaller lumber yards, either may have it on hand or they can get it for you. Interesting. All right. Let's see. Marilyn is calling from Amory with a question, I believe. Hi, Marilyn. Hello. Marilyn from Amory. Well, must be a neighbor of mine. I live in Amory. And what? I work with your mother-in-law. My daughter is the same age as Amy. I went to your wedding. You don't know me, but I know the names of your kids, but I lost touch with your mother-in-law. Well, it's, it's nice to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. How can I help you? I just wanted to say hi. Oh, <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. <laughs> you have a fan club out there from Amory. There you go. I connected. Thanks, thanks, Marilyn. <laughs> I wasn't sure. 651-989-9226. That's the number. Or send uh, Dan. Uh, I'm looking at Dan. Uh, Dan from Hugo. Um, can you tell me, Dan says this, good morning. Can you tell me a little bit about Azek Decking? I'm building a large deck, and I don't want the maintenance-free decking to change color. Is that possible? Thanks. Again, Dan from Hugo. Dan from Hugo. Well, Azek is a fantastic deck product because it's completely cellular PVC. It doesn't have the wood flowers mixed in with it, so it's an extremely stable product. It holds its color well, and the company stands behind their product well. One of the things that we do when we build a deck with Azek is that we frame the joists we're only 12 inches apart. Most common people will put the joists at 16-inch centers, what they're used to for years. And one of the things that Azek does as you walk on it, it has more flex, a flex feel to it than traditional wood decking. So that's why we put them just a little bit closer. It's not because the manufacturer requires it, but when you walk on it, it's nice and it's more firm. It's yeah. more firm. Stair stringers we put at uh, nine-inch centers. We put a stair stringer every nine inches. As uh-huh. you go down a staircase, you put more impact. You, your inertia, your momentum puts more impact on that board. So we want an extra stability there. So that's my recommendation is to joist that deck. with a. And, and you know what? It's really not that big a deal. On a 20-foot wide deck, you're only adding one or two joists to the deck, and they're 15 bucks a piece. So you're not adding a lot of money but you're adding a whole bunch of stability and a, a, a real solid feel to it. So that would be my my advice with uh, with Azek, and it's a great product. Just clean it. Clean it once in a while, and it's going to stay looking new for years to come. Good deal. All right, Luke, hang on. We'll take a bit of a break here. We have more show to come. Uh, Luke Panic is in if you're just joining us, the deck and port specialist from Linda's Construction. And you're going to see him at the Home and Garden Show at the Convention Center uh, this afternoon from 2 to 6. So stop by and ask Luke in person. Your, uh, your decking or porch questions. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday uh, by our friends at Linda's Construction. One of our friends, Luke Panic, is helping us out today. He is the deck and porch specialist, among other things, for Linda's Construction. And I think people are getting antsy to get out there and oh, maybe yeah. to get a new deck or how to you know clean up their old one, their current one. Uh, there, we have some text messages and time for yours. If you want to send uh, Luke a text, 81807. Here is one 
What's the difference between synthetic and composite? And finally, I need to get the best composite decking that won't fade. It won't collect a lot of mold and will look really good for a long time. What manufacturer would you recommend? I'm sure you get these questions once in a while. Well, that's the most popular. That that is the magic. That's yeah. the biggest question, and yeah. and there is some opinion involved in it. Um, but I will say this: I I prefer the cellular PVCs. We use the term synthetic because composite defines a specific sector of the synthetic deck board market. That's a composite board has wood uh, flour mixed in with PVC resin, so that makes it a composite. Now, for years, this was uh, all we had, and one of the troubles was it would mold and mildew on the surface. So people found it a challenge to keep clean, and they found it to have a lot of maintenance. So they put a cap over it, a polyethylene cap, to give it a sealed top that doesn't have the wood flower exposed. Um, So that's how they solved that problem. I'm still not the biggest fan because the cellular PVC doesn't need that cap because it's completely PVC. And if you can find a cellular PVC that has a color that you like, that would be my recommendation. I think it's the best. It's the most durable surface. Is that is that what Zuri is? Zuri is yes. a cellular PVC, right. but its surface is different. It has oh. a cap. It has a, a film on it to give it a wood look like a laminate floor in your kitchen. Sure. But then they put an acrylic coating over it to make it tough. So Zuri's surface is the toughest as far as scratch resistance, and, and it has the more natural varnished wood look for sure. Um, it can be cost prohibitive. It's a top-end product. So AZEC is a lot of times a little bit less money, a little bit easier to install for the homeowner, and is still very, very durable. So that that's the realm and the difference between composites and cellular PVCs are really the two terms that we look for. There's a text uh, you're going to have to help me with. Can you please talk about decks attached to cantilevers? What are the concerns? Are there extra steps that need to be taken? Can an existing deck attached to a cantilever be shored up after being built? Great question. Ah, ah this is a good one. What, what we're referring to here, sometimes if you look at the back of a house, a lot of times around the kitchen where the patio door is, you'll see that the, the house actually cantilevers out 24 mm-hmm. inches. So now we go, all right, can we put a ledger board on something that's already cantilevered and bear weight, bear the deck weight on it? And the answer is no, you shouldn't. We see it a lot, but you should not. Uh-huh. The easiest way to get around it is to frame around. Because the downside is if you who wants to put two posts underneath the corners of that cantilever two feet away from your house? That's not, that's not going to look very good. No, no so aesthetics there. Can you, yeah, and especially if you have a patio door beneath there. Yeah. You don't want to look out a window and see a post two feet from So how do we get around that? Well... As long as it's high enough off the ground, the easiest way is to frame around that cantilever. So what we do is we double the joists on both side of the can- sides of the cantilever. Typically, the cantilevers are 10 or 12 or 14 feet. So we double the joists on both sides and bury a flush beam so that we can put the point, the load of that cantilever, uh, the deck is on both sides of the cantilever all the way back to the house so we don't bear weight on that cantilever. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's how we typically do it. Now, there's been decks up that have been up for 50 years, and they're still, you know, the cantilever, you know, the house hasn't fallen down. Uh, but typically, building inspectors are going to require that you, you, you don't hang a deck on there unless you're retrofitting something and there's a specific reason. Uh, we're going to try to keep the load off of that cantilever because it, it can be a problem. Again, there's another question about what we started the show with, you telling us about um, 
the kind of wood you used uh, on your deck. Let's back up a little bit because we'll get new listeners at this time, and they did not hear what you said. Now, what do you what have you used on your decking? From time to time, we use it on on people's decks too. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, it's it's treated pine. It's typically southern yellow pine that's been treated, and the difference is after it's been treated, it's been kiln dried. So the it, it's called KDAT treated decking, and it's called kiln dried after treatment. And what it's what basically what makes it different is that instead of it being all swelled up and wet when we bring it to your house, it's been uh, pre shrunk like a like a cotton t shirt. So it's already done its uh, its shrinking and cracking for the most part. Now, the reason that's of benefit is that treated wood, when it's been treated, is all swelled, and you put it out in the sunshine in July, it, it's like throwing it in a microwave, and it sh- really can shrink and crack a lot. Uh, so that's the, why, that's the benefit of it. And the other benefit is that it, it lasts. It, just, it doesn't rot like cedar can. In the past, if you built a treated deck, it was a green color. Now this stuff comes already a natural brown color, looks like a cedar that's already had a coat of uh, penicillin on it when, mm. when it comes, and that's how it starts out. Now I want to be clear. This is going to fade. The sun and the UV rays of the sun are going to turn it gray, and it's going to look like a weathered uh, cedar shake on a roof that's been on there for a couple of years. If you like that color, we, we sell a lot of synthetic deck boards that are called weathered already look that way that look that so there are a a niche of people who want that color that natural patinaed grid look that's what it'll look like and if you leave it that way it's going to stay looking that way uh but it won't rot you'll get 30 years out of it wow it's a it is a a unique product and we're seeing more and more of it as a a cost uh saver the uh, but i'll tell you what we don't build rail we rarely build a railing out of it we still use completely synthetic railing because nobody wants to paint no, and stain 4,000 sides of 4,000 yes. balusters. So we always put a synthetic railing on it that's maintenance-free so you can really limit the work that you need to do on it. A lot of interest in this wood, uh, Luke. Uh, can you repeat? Texter says the care and maintenance for that kiln-dried treated pine deck. I heard clean it but missed if you said use a brightener on it or not. Sure. A, a, a brightener is a cleaner. That's yeah. Yeah, one and the same. Um, brightener, conditioners, cleaners, they're just they're basically getting all the gunk off the deck and getting back to the natural. But you don't have to stain it. But you don't have to stain it in order to preserve it. It, right. will, it is a self-preserving product. We have, this texter says, a new Linda Cedar deck installed last October. How do we prepare the deck before we treat it this spring? There's a cedar question. Well, you you can have Danny Long over. He'll show you how to. <laughs> sure. He'll show you how to use the brightener. Uh, you you want to get that now. What's happened? Even with a one-year-old cedar deck, is the sun has decayed it the surface, so yeah. it's turned it a little bit gray. So just a cleaner brightener. Let it dry well, and put your stain on it. You're ready to go. I'm replacing. Texture says an old deck. Do I need new footings and posts? Maybe. Uh, a lot of times, the first thing I do look at an old deck is I I, I grab my level. I keep a level in the car, and I see if the deck has moved. If the deck has moved at all or if it's not nice and true, uh, then, yeah, I'm going to replace the footings and the posts. Um, If the deck is nice and level and the posts aren't rotten, you can feel comfortable uh, just building on those existing posts. And the nice part about it, even when you build a – if it's off the ground a little bit, in the future it's easy to change out a post on a deck because it's accessible. It's really tough to change out a joist because ah, it's yeah. been screwed down with how many deck screws in it. So I, 
I'm more apprehensive. I don't like to reuse joists, ones that are more than 15 years old. But a post I'm okay with because it's easy to change in the future when it needs to be changed. But a joist is almost impossible. All right. Well, I'm looking at the clock, and we're being waved, uh, waved down here. We're just about out of time. But, again, uh, for those folks that are heading to uh, the uh, convention center, the Home and Garden Show, this is the final weekend. Yes. You can, you can see Linda's construction there. I think the, uh, Linda's is in a couple of places. We've I got two that. booths. We have yeah. our Leaf Guard booth down at the one end, and, and our Linda's main construction booth is right in the middle. Is that where you'll be? I think so, yes. I think I'm going to be at the main construction booth. You'll find out when you get there. We'll You're going to be out. there from, what, 2 to 6, 2 to right? 6 today. All yeah. right, excellent. Luke, thanks again for your help. Always appreciate it. Good to see you, Danny. All right, we'll talk soon. Luke Panic, the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction.